Looking for accelerated career growth? Apply for open consulting roles at Palmtree today. Palmtree is a consulting firm with a private equity mindset. The firm focuses exclusively on M&A and the private equity investment lifecycle, helping clients maximize value while increasing bandwidth to source deals and raise capital. At Palmtree, you'll work with seasoned veterans from investment banking, consulting, big four accounting, and private equity. In addition, you'll learn the ins and outs of private equity and M&A advisory by working closely with the firm's senior leadership. Palmtree provides a unique opportunity to break into the M&A industry and experience accelerated career growth. The firm's elite leadership team is led by professionals who have worked in private equity, investment banking, big four accounting, strategy consulting at MBB, and corporate finance. The sky is truly the limit at Palmtree. Ready to love your work again? Learn more about Palmtree, see open roles, and apply today on the careers page at palmtreellc.com or click the link in the show notes. Welcome back to Strategy Simplified. Today, we have another conversation with Palm Tree, this time with Senior Associate Garrett Adame, who's going to share more with us about his career pathway and Palm Tree itself, including walking us through a day in the life of a Palm Tree Senior Associate and Palm Tree's intense interview process. Palmtree is a growing player in M&A finance consulting and advisory services, and we're spotlighting them on the podcast for a series of discussions to let you know more about them and help interested candidates decide whether or not to apply for an open position. And stay tuned after our conversation as we release some late-breaking, hot-off-the-presses news from one of the biggest players in the consulting industry. Stay tuned. Garrett, we want to welcome you to Strategy Simplified today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Would love if you could help us kick off this conversation by helping us get to know you a little bit better. Could you share a brief overview of your background? Yeah, definitely. So I grew up born and raised in Santa Clarita, California. It's a smaller suburb of Los Angeles. Um, Decided to take advantage of college and, and see a different part of the country. So I went to The Ohio State University, graduated in three years with a bachelor's in accounting there. And then ultimately decided LA was my home. So moved back to Los Angeles, starting with uh, PwC and their assurance practice. Um, I focused in what they call TMT industry. It's tech and entertainment. Worked on a couple big jobs there. Moved my way up to senior associate. Um, got a little tired of it. it. It felt a little repetitive in nature. So ultimately I had decided to leave. I found Palm Tree and started as an analyst um, in 2020, right before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. and been moving my way up ever since. Hmm. So this, of course, is a is one of a series of conversations we're having with Palm Tree. But for our listeners who haven't been introduced yet, could you tell us just a little bit more about the firm overall? Yeah. So our whole mantra is we are trying to be a one-stop shop for private equity. Um, the way I like to describe Palm Tree is we have three sides of the house. Um, we have our Pre-transaction financial due diligence, um, which is basically your quality of earnings, sales analysis, FinOps assessment, helping the private equity firm understand, is this a good transaction and is, is this the right business to buy? Um, that's where I started my career at Palm Tree. And then I switched over to what we call TNT, which is our consulting arm, um, transitions and transformations. That's more of the post-transaction work. So 
office of the CFO, 13 week cash flow models, um, all those fun things. And then the third side of the house is our investment bank. Um, fairly new. I think we're promoting that pretty heavily. I think it's, it's an opportunity for Palm Tree to kind of finish up that whole one stop shop for private equity. And, uh, I think we're doing a lot of good things there. We just closed our first deal there and kind of announced that across LinkedIn. So looking forward to the growth opportunities there. Mm-hmm. For you personally, Garrett, is that something that you'd be interested to dip your toe in or are you enjoying your time in TNT? I think for me, I, I'm enjoying my time in TNT. Um, wouldn't mind helping out in the investment bank if it ever, if the opportunity ever came. But I think I've found my spot in TNT. I've really enjoyed it. I like being kind of the right hand man for the CFO at these portfolio companies. I think I add a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, my work is very appreciated usually. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of why I chose this path. And that's, that's why I'm here. So, um, I think TNT is for me. That's, that's kind of where I see myself. Mm-hmm. Would love to dive into your journey a little bit more. Uh, it sounds like you you just mentioned you started at PwC and then transitioned into a role with Palm Tree. Could you tell us a little bit more about why you decided to make that transition? Yeah, um, definitely no regrets. Loved starting my career at PwC. I think it was a, a good move for me. I got a really broad stroke understanding of business in general, um, best practices, um, PwC is massive, so they have really good training programs, and I think you kind of get to take your time um, learning how to be a, a, a professional and, and doing that transition from college to the professional world. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas at a smaller firm, it's you got to make an immediate impact because you're needed. There's a reason they're hiring you. So mm. it, it was kind of nice starting at PwC. I got to move a little bit slower in the beginning. Um, it it ultimately didn't didn't make sense for me. I, I felt like I wasn't being challenged enough, um, which is kind of why I left. And usually, when people ask me this question, I always tell them, P- "PwC, they're a big four accounting firm. They will make you the best at one thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of their their ideas. You pick the specific industry you want to work in, the horizontals, the verticals. Like you got to get really specific, and we'll make you the best at that thing." At that time in my career, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, and I still don't know exactly what I want to do. Um, so I'm kind of looking for more of a broad stroke, and I think that's what Palm Tree was able to offer that PwC wasn't. So that's why I ultimately left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you've been able to to leverage that accounting background and experience that you have at Palm Tree. Tell us a little bit more about that. How how critical is a substantial accounting background to succeeding at Palm Tree? Could someone succeed without an accounting background and just an inquisitive mind? Kind of, tell us a little bit more about that accounting aspect. Yeah. So this is, this is a good question because everyone at Palm Tree will give you a different answer. My mm. answer is I, I think accounting is very important. Um, mm. I, th- I think it's the universal language of business. Um, I can pick up a, an audit report now and I'm able to understand a business fairly well just from reading that because I, I understand the ins and outs. I know what goes into those numbers. I know the general language of what these accounts mean and things like that. So I think it's really important. Now, with that being said, we have people come in that don't know any accounting. They have no background. Maybe it's internal FP&A is their only background or modeling or investment banking, whatever it may be. Mm. They have no problem picking it up and, and understanding. My teams, I usually encourage them to try to learn more accounting, whether it's through me or other, other resources, um, just because that's my style. So it's, it's not 
necessarily crucial or critical for our work, but for me, it's easier to have a conversation if I can talk debits and credits or it speeds the conversation up because it's, it's a one, it's a universal language. Everyone understands it if you understand accounting. So mm-hmm. I think it's pretty, pretty critical. Um, and for me, it's been helpful. And I think our clients appreciate it when we have accounting knowledge too, because CFOs and internal accounting, that's, that's kind of their language of talk as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so certainly still applying that background and experience, but now in a different way. Uh, you've already mentioned how at PwC you were anchored to a, a specific intersection, right? You know, kind of that had to make that choice. What do you become, wanted to become an expert in? And it sounds like you've got more choice or more opportunities to, to gain a broader exposure at Palm Tree. Um, are there other differences between the work that you think are important to point out? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think our, being at a smaller firm in general, I think your work is more impactful. Um, my team size is, is generally smaller, I would imagine, than what PwC throws together. Mm. Um, therefore, my, my role as a senior associate is, is kind of unique. Um, I'm kind of coaching downward and making sure that the execution at that level is being completed in a, a quick and thorough manner. I'm also executing things, and then I'm also communicating upward to make sure that my VPs, senior vice president, and MDs are all in the loop of status and potential issues, uh, any complaints that might be out there. Um, I'm making sure that everyone is, is aware of the status of my project. So it's kind of a unique role. And I, I don't think at PwC, for example, at, at a lo- any larger firm, I think it's a lot more structured. And you don't have to play that utility role of, of doing it all. Um, and I think that's helped me grow. And I think I, I, I've grown faster than I would have if I would have stayed at a larger firm, just because mm-hmm. I'm more impactful at, at, at Palm Tree. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's for anyone, anyone at Palm Tree, not just me. Can you talk us through that career pathway a little bit more? Um, you, you started to speak to what the role includes as a senior associate. Would love to hear you, you talk just a little bit more about that, of uh, that, that utility role, it sounds like, that you're in now. And um, maybe even if you could share, as much as you understand, average tenure at different level, what does that progression look like? Yep. So it's definitely changing since I started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll give you the the current structure and, mm-hmm. and kind of how that layout is because it's different than when I started. Um, so right now we, we have an analyst role, which is pretty much reserved for straight out of college and, and maybe one or two years of experience, depending on what that experience was. Um, then you go to senior analyst, associate, senior associate, VP, senior vice president, and so on. Um, as far as how long do you need to stay at each level before you can move up, it's, it's extremely merit-based, mm-hmm. um, which is something I loved. Because when I was at a bigger firm, it was, no, it doesn't matter how well you do or what you're doing, you got to do the two years, three years, whatever it may be in order to move up. And mm-hmm. I felt a little re- restricted. Um, I felt like I was doing work that might have been at next level and I was getting really good reviews, very little negative feedback. And I was kind of sitting there like, well, what, what can I do to, to move up then? Cause I'm ready. And you're, you're only giving me at next level in every, every category. So how, how can I move up? Um, whereas at Palm Tree, all my promotions have come pretty unexpected. I'm just head down doing my thing and, and trying to perform. And then they tell me, Hey, you're, you've been doing a really good job. You're getting promoted. 
Um, and it's an, it's a nice surprise, right? It, it, it comes quick and it's, it's really, it, it's instant gratification, gratification of, of the hard work that you're doing. And I think yeah. that's, that's the nice thing about palm tree. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that recognition for your efforts and seeing that payoff in terms of a promotion, I can imagine being very rewarding. Yeah. And a lot, um, and a lot of, and a lot of firms and companies say that as well, right? There's a, there's a difference between mm-hmm. doing and saying, and that was my first worry about coming is, uh, a small company telling me that they're going to promote when ready. And that's kind of their whole thing, but they, they really did. Um, and I think they do for everyone. So it's, it's good. Mm. Walk us through an average day. What's an average day in the life of Garrett at Palm Tree? Lots of phone calls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, my, most of my day, again, like the, the role I'm in now as a senior associate is a lot of communicating. Mm. I'm on my current deal right now. I'm helping with a sale and I'm communicating with the investment bank, the management team, the financial due diligence team, um, and, and, and our team. So it, it, it's a lot of communication. It's a lot of organization. Um, it's a lot of PMOing and making sure that our work streams are on, on track. Um, and then if I have any problems, it's who do I go to to get this resolved? Is it someone internal at Palm Tree that has the knowledge that I don't? or maybe the experience that I don't, is it I need to go coach my analyst on, hey, we need to get X, Y, and Z done now. Um, that, that, that's that's kind of a standard day for me. Uh, I don't know if you want more specifics than that, but a lot, lot of communication. Yeah, let me ask a follow-up question there. I've heard you talk about um, project management type responsibilities a few times. Um, is that something that you personally have um, background training in specific certifications, or uh, is that something where you've been able to, you know, to experience some learning and professional development at Palm Tree around that, or has it just been on the on the job learning? How have you grown in that area? Yeah, tough area to grow into. Um, it's tough to teach. We don't have any any formal certifications that we require. Um, at my level or at the next level, I've been learning more on the job from my like who I report to directly. I I try to model. I try to surround my people myself with people that I want to be like, people that mm-hmm. I think are successful and and characteristics that I don't have that I want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned through them, and I'm very upfront about asking questions of, "Hey, I noticed you built this this way. Why did you do that?" How are you tracking and managing me so well? Like, I don't understand how you know everything that I'm doing when I don't even tell you everything I'm doing. So, <laughs> so I, I try to, I try to learn from them. Um, but I also think we do, we do have, we call them like lunch and learns, mm. um, on Fridays where one of our MDs usually gives a presentation on, on a specific topic. And I think PMOing is, is one of those topics that we have had in the past. Um, and so it's more of a formal PowerPoint where you get, direct learning from our managing director of how they like to manage projects is a Gantt charts and, and whatever it is, I, it's, it's style based. You got to do mm-hmm. what's right for you. It's not, it's not a one, one size fits all. At least that's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. And that knowledge sharing from, you know, senior leaders in the firm that, that your leadership would take the time to want to do that and share their experiences and, you know, that type of skills transfer. Uh, is very important. Yeah, I think all of our, uh, we call it our managing director committee, there's five or six of them, and they are all very willing and able to help 
with any questions, any skill set gaps that you have, um, they have a very good open door policy through and through. And I think uh, it makes it very helpful for everyone at Palm Tree. Mm. And tell us a little bit more about those interactions internally at the firm, externally with your clients. You know, you and I are sitting here talking in the summer of 2022, uh, post-COVID-ish, you know, we're still kind of in this weird COVID era. What what does, you know, what do those interactions look like? You mentioned the phone. Do you, is it video calls? Do you have any in-person interactions? Yep. So for me, a little bit different. So I'll, I'll give you my perspective first, and then I'll give you probably the average or the general person at Palm Tree. So mm-hmm. I actually live in New York, um, where we don't have an office. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of a special case approval for me um, mm-hmm. to be able to live there. And um, I, was, I was very grateful for the opportunity to do that and kind of experience another new city. Um, so my interactions are a little bit different. Mine are usually virtual, whether it's over the phone or camera. I think we all try to keep our cameras on as much as we can, but mm-hmm. No, no foul if you if you don't have it on type of thing. Um, our biggest offices are in LA and Chicago. I think generally we're trying to get people back in the office two to three days a week. What it's again not a one size fits all. It's whatever you want. We try to tailor to the individual. And if you don't want to go to the office, you don't have to. But at least there is a collaborative workspace you can be in in case you want that face to face interaction. And I think that'll be very team based and style based again. Does that VP enjoy more in-person meetings and, and therefore the whole team's going to come in? Or does that VP not, not really care and everyone can be virtual? Um, so I think it's different for everyone. We'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsor. The world's most influential companies look to LEK Consulting to enable growth, prepare for the future, and increase their impact. If you're ready to be a part of a top strategy consultancy, The firm is actively looking to add to its team of 1,800 consultants across 20 global offices. At LEK, you'll work on a wide variety of business problems to help clients solve their most pressing issues, from revenue growth to M&A to performance improvement and more. In addition, you'll gain exposure to a range of industries and problem types, resulting in world-class career progression opportunities. Ready to start making an impact from day one? Learn more about current opportunities and apply today at lek.com or click the link in this episode's show notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so also in terms of the work, would love to hear maybe just a, a quick little story or vignette about an experience that sticks out to you, maybe a, a favorite project that you've been on or, or something where you felt a lot of accomplishment by achieving a tough challenge. Yeah, I got a good one actually. So I am still working on it, um, but the deal's already announced and it's, it's all public information. Um, hmm. I helped with the club car in- integration for Platinum Equity. Um, and that's that's been a fun one. That's been a good one. It's still ongoing. It's over a year now, very hmm. ad hoc based. Um, but the coolest thing that, that stood out to me, it was a really hard project. It was a lot of work uh, in a good way. And we added a lot of value. Their team needed a lot of help. They had a lot of gaps, role-wide. It was a carve-out. So it was very, um, it was very a lot of lot of work, mm-hmm. um, and another reason I, I I left audit in general was I always felt like a nuisance in audit. It's always you're asking questions of like, hey, can I have this? Can I have this? I need to check your work, or you did this wrong. It's always me telling you, you did something wrong, mm-hmm. um, and I left because I wanted to feel more appreciated for my work. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing was is we were probably about halfway through our one of our work streams at Club Car. 
And the CFO grabbed me and he brought me downstairs and he, he brought me to the gift shop and said, buy, buy yourself a, a nice shirt, pick something out that you want, whatever it is in here, just grab it and I'll buy it for you. And he gave me like a nice five minute conversation of like, you are a part of club car, like in our eyes, like you are helping us so much and you're really appreciated. And we just wanted to make sure, you know, you're a part of the team. That was cool. That, that is was so like, cool. it was super nice. It was exactly what I was looking for. That's why I left. That's why I'm here. And it was direct feedback of you're doing a good job. And from a client, that was really cool. Um, so I actually have like two or three gifts from them, small, small little things, but it, it means something and it, it's cool to, to be integrated as, as a team member. And, uh, that's probably the, the coolest experience I've had at Palm Tree so far. Oh, very cool. Uh, crazy enough, uh, I've advised Club Car as well in my career and I had a great experience with them. Um, so, oh, nice. Um, well, you said that that one's been going on for over a year. How does that, uh, how does that compare to the average engagement length, project length in your, you know, in your area of the house in TNT? Is that common? No, I, I don't think it's very common. I mean, when we do get in there, um, we have a, we have an SOW that we sign and it's a very strict set of, of work streams that we're engaged to accomplish. We have a timeline and a budget. Usually while we're there, we're finding more work. Always, because there's always more things to be improved. There's always things that they need help with. And once we're actually on the ground there, we can help scope those things in. Um, so when I got to Club Car and I was traveling there and I was on site, I noticed other things that they needed help with. And so we brought those things into scope. We started helping them with it. And it, it one thing turned into the next. And now we're just there on an ad hoc basis. Um, their team's still fairly small. They still need help um, processing things and getting our input and feedback, even if it's just a quick call of, Hey, I ran into this problem, Garrett. What, what's your thoughts? Sometimes it's as easy as that, and it's a 30-minute call, and that's it. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really just engaged on an ad hoc basis now with them, and I think that's cool that we were able to do that. Um, I don't think it's uncommon, but it's definitely not the average project. Average project, at least in the TNT world, is, I would say, like I think 10 to 13 weeks. Mm. Okay, so uh, much different, much different. At yeah. that senior associate level, Garrett, are... Are you starting to be expected to do sales work, like what it sounds like you participated in with the club car you know, client relationship? Or is that something that happens more at the VP level? More at the VP level. I think as I'm trying to move to the VP level, mm -hmm. um, it's if I'm able to do it, that would be mm -hmm. something that would kind of prove that I'm, I'm ready for the next step type of thing. Um, I also just like networking and doing that type of work in general. So it's just something I do on all my projects. Um, but at, at senior associate level, I don't think it's expected. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But you're, you're, you know, that merit-based promotion system, right? You're trying to continue to uh, grow in advance. And so you need to start doing those, you know, taking on those responsibilities at the next level. Totally understood. Yeah. And, you know, I, I might change my answer, actually. I think at the senior associate level, it's not expected that you bring in I don't even know the the correct term for this, but it's not expected that you bring in new clients or fresh mm -hmm. projects. But when you're on your when when we've already won the project and you're on the ground, it probably is expected for a senior associate to be able to find those new work streams. That's mm -hmm. a little bit easier, right? We've already mm -hmm. won them. They clearly already we have our foot in the door. Now, Garrett, go go find more in that mm -hmm. door. Um, but the new door opportunities, those probably not expected at the senior associate level. Makes perfect sense. Um, 
So I understand that Palm Tree is growing and expanding. And with that, certainly wanting to um, add add to the team. Uh, you're hiring quite aggressively right now. Um, you know, from your perspective, could you tell us any more about that and what the firm's looking for? Yeah, I want to add to the teams for sure. Um, we're always pushing hard. Um, every Everyone is, we're all hard workers. We have lots of work coming in the door. Um, so the more people we can get, the better. I think it's not going to slow down. I think it's only going to grow more. Um, our MDs are doing a great job at getting lots of projects is, is what I've seen. Um, but yeah, every week we have our all hands call, which is the entire firm. We give updates on all of our projects and it seems like every single week we have at least one to three new people joining the firm. And that's pretty cool. Cause when I started in January of 2020, I think we only had like 40 or 50, uh, full-time employees. And then we went on a hiring freeze during COVID. And I think now we're like, let's do this. We're ready to ramp up. We have really good deal flow. Um, so we're pushing a pretty much at all levels right now, I believe, to hire anyone we can. Um, Palm Tree has been priding themselves on quality over quantity. So mm-hmm. we're not desperate by any means. We'd rather take our time and find the right person as opposed to just hiring in the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still competitive. Our interview process is intense and we still have a really good filtering process, I think. All right, Garrett, well, tell us a little bit more about that intense interview process. What sort of things could people expect? Yeah, so it's it's a little bit different than when I started. I think now we've got it either to three or four rounds of interviews. Um, the first one will probably be more of like a culture fit, kind of more casual and just getting to know each other, making sure that it's, it's, a, it's a good fit for both, both people. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one's a little bit more technical of an interview. We'll ask some business-related questions, M&A, private equity, depending on what the interview level's for. Um, then we also give you a, a case, a case study, um, which I believe now we give four hours to do. Pretty intense, pretty difficult, in my opinion. Uh, very Excel-heavy, again, depending on the role and the level. But I think they're all pretty Excel-heavy in, in general. Mm-hmm. And... Then we have a, another interview where we go over that case. Then the final interview, I believe, is with an MD. And that's just a one last discussion. Let's make sure everyone is, is, is happy here and that it's a good fit for everyone. And then the offer. Mm. That, um, that four-hour case experience, that's something where uh, when the timer starts, you get the information for the first time or you get to review it and work through it. Uh, hours or days in advance and then come in and present to it? Nope. Timer starts when we send the email is my Mm -hmm. understanding. Yep. We send the email and it's tough. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's difficult to finish the whole project in four hours, but Mm -hmm. we want to see how far can you get and what are you prioritizing? Are you Mm -hmm. prioritizing finishing it or are you prioritizing getting what you can finish in the allotted time? Good. Because those are two different routes you can take. Not that there's a correct one, but you're going to have to be able to speak to that. Of why why didn't you finish? Oh, because I was focusing on this, this, and this, and making sure I was getting these check figures right, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And we'll evaluate whether that was the correct w- approach. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, 
I see that there are offices in LA. It's, you know, that's the really the heart of the company, but also Chicago, Detroit, Dallas. Yep. Um, how rare is it that you came on board in New York? Is that something that the firm you think is still open to hiring outside of these cities? No, I don't think so. Um, I think long term, eventually, too, I'll have to relocate to one of these office locations. Mm. Um, but no, I think I think we're really trying to keep it within L.A., Chicago, Dallas, Detroit. I think Dallas and Detroit right now, we don't have a physical office location either, but we're we're working on on finding those if it makes sense. Um, and we're really trying to expand out those offices first before we move on to the next one. Mm. And those also and came up pretty quick. Um, th- those are office openings. Um, Detroit and Dallas happened pretty closely together. And it's kind of cool to be a part of, again, to see the growth and have an impact and kind of grow with the firm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe other office openings on the horizon as well. Um, I wouldn't good. be surprised. Yep. Mm. And then just, Garrett, as we start to wrap up this conversation, what else do you think that you know, interested people need to know as they consider, you know, this career path, this line of work, you know, considering whether or not palm tree is the right place for them? Yeah. So two different questions, palm tree, if -hmm. if it's right for you, and then, and then the line of work, I'll I'll start with the line of work. Mm -hmm. Um, One of our core values that, that I really like is, is staying frosty is what we call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It means a lot of different things. So that the piece that sticks out most to me is kind of rolling with the punches. Mm. Um, you can get a call on a Sunday afternoon where the CFO says, Hey, I want you on site this week. All right. Well, Sunday afternoon, you want me there Monday morning. So I got to book my hotel flight, things like that. Like you got to be ready for anything and everything. Not saying that you, you can't have a conversation of, Hey, this is a last minute thing. I, I had plans like might, might need to move some things around. I might not be able to be there Monday, but I'll be there Tuesday. Mm. Um, there's definitely flexibility, but I think in, in M&A and private equity specifically, you just got to be ready for anything and everything and you got to stay frosty and, and roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's, it's tougher than others and other times it's, it's more relaxed. So I think you just got to be ready for that. Now, as far as Palm Tree versus another firm, I think that's where culture and vision comes into play of does this group seem intelligent, smart? Are, are they similar to me? Did I bond well with, with the people that interviewed me or the discussions I've had? Um, I think that's really where you'll see palm tree set aside from others. I think we have very diverse backgrounds mm-hmm. and I think that's cool. Um, and whenever I'm on a project and if I don't know something, there's someone at palm tree, even though we're relatively small, there's someone at palm tree that knows the answer. And mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool because of the way we hire and our diverse backgrounds, we have someone that's done pretty much everything. So it, it's pretty cool to have that diverse skill set at, at such a small firm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Garrett, we really appreciate you taking the time to tell us more about your professional background, palm tree, and then and, and the ins and outs of the firm. Um, just our final piece here, we've got a couple of fun questions. You know, we love to get to know our guests on a personal level. Uh, I understand that you are a marathon runner, right? Um, or have yes. completed at least one. Um, one. So what? tell us a little bit more about that experience. Why'd you do it? What was rewarding? Yep, I'm a retired long long distance runner. Um, but yeah, I ran, I ran the LA Marathon, I think in 2013. Um, 
my high school didn't have sports. It was very academic focused and I wanted to get involved in something. Um, so there was a program in my hometown that was to, to run a marathon and they actually covered the racing fees. They got you shoes. They trained you. They did everything. We had this intense like workout plan and eating plan. So it was, it was really fun and I had a team and that's something I wasn't going to be able to get at my high school. So that's why I did it. Um, it was nice that I did it because it's, it was a cool accomplishment and it was a really fun marathon. I think it was because you, you start in Dodger Stadium downtown and you run to Santa Monica Pier. So you get to go through basically all of LA, Beverly Hills, Hollywood, Venice. You're running through all the, the landmarks of Los Angeles. And I thought that was pretty cool. Well, that sounds like quite a feat indeed. Congratulations on that. Um, and then, you know, Garrett, if you had ended up somewhere else, right, in your career path and journey. Um, what can you imagine uh, a completely different career path for you would have looked like? Yeah. Um, the first thing that pops in my head, which I feel is a little um, probably everyone's answer, so I'll, I'll give two here, but I think something in, in the food industry, like some kind of food blogger or food enthusiast, chef, something like that would be kind of cool. Um mm. I, I enjoy food. I, I think I'm kind of a foodie. Um, but my entire family has been involved in the aviation industry. Um, so my dad, he's a pilot for United Airlines. My mom used to sell private jets and my stepdad works on planes. So I think something in, in the aviation industry would be a, a nice fit for me. Um, I thought like fighter pilot or something like that would be kind of cool. Um, but maybe in, a, in another, another universe, another life, that's, that's what I would do. Absolutely. Or or maybe a, a future iteration of your career path as well. Love it. Yep. Um, yep. Garrett, again, just really great to get to know you today. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really enjoyed it. We want to hit some late breaking industry news for you. Here at Management Consulted, we have learned that BCG has revamped its base compensation structure. Across the board, BCG is raising its base salary. Now, at the two entry levels, two most common entry levels at BCG, for associates, that's the pre-advanced degree entry level, base salary is going to increase by $10,000. And at the consultant level, that's post-advanced degree entry level, base pay is going to increase by $15,000. That brings the base salary for associates to $110,000 and the base salary for consultants to a whopping $190,000. That is significantly more than, uh, you know, when I was recruiting into this space only 10 years ago. And it really sets BCG apart from a competitive aspect and standpoint. Top quality candidates may end up with competing offers. And this rise in base salaries may help set BCG apart and may be the differentiating factor to help more top quality, top candidates move into BCG to start their consulting career. But this pay raise does not only apply to the entry levels, it applies across the board at every level at BCG. We'll make sure to post a link in the show notes to give you a little bit more information here. This is certainly exciting news for anyone currently a consultant at BCG or those looking to join the ranks as well. We all know that consulting is a human capital business and all of these firms are trying to recruit 
top quality talent, the best people that they can get. This is a people-driven industry. It's a people-driven business. And this small nudge up in terms of base salary is significant. So we'll keep our ear to the ground and see if other top firms like McKinsey and Bain respond in turn. Certainly one caveat here, a considerable amount of compensation does also exist within the variable comp part of the overall salary and benefits structure. And so when you are reviewing a possible offer to move into the consulting space, you want to make sure to not only look at that big number for the base salary, but also understand how the variable comp structure works and be able to really calculate the overall compensation that you would expect to get. In consulting, most variable comp is predicated on a merit-based system. So based on that your performance in the role and the review of your peers and superiors, you would be granted a percentage of your base salary as additional compensation at most entry levels. So make sure that you're reading through your contract offer with a fine-tooth comb and understanding the full package being offered to you, both base salary and variable comp, as well as any other component parts of your benefits package, as it might be insurance, PTO days, uh, and other benefit aspects being offered to you as well. But we really applaud BCG for making this move in the industry. Hope that other firms will do the same thing. Thanks for joining us today. I love that stay frosty attitude. And if you have an interest in this type of advisory work, I hope you'll take a closer look at the firm and its open positions. We've got more information in the show notes about Palm Tree, who they're hiring, and how to apply. We'll have one more opportunity to hear from Palm Tree next month. In the meantime, I hope you'll check out Management Consultants resources to help you on your broader recruiting journey as well. We'll see you next time.